<laughs> but uh, yeah, so my name's Alex. Oh, I am the host of a podcast called Time for Your Hobby, where right. I interview people from all walks of life from around the world about their hobbies. Yeah. I'm located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Mm -hmm. And Dennis here said, you know what? I would love to have you on my podcast. I'm like, cool. I'd love to be on his podcast. Yeah. And then I invited him to be on my podcast. So he's going to be my guest on my podcast yeah. in a few weeks. So I'm excited to have him on. I'm not going to yeah. reveal what his hobby is. You'll have to come listen. But uh, yeah, other than right. that, uh, I'm 29, bald. Sorry, not bald, aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah. And I have a yeah. Optimized for swimming, though. Exactly. <laughs> It doesn't really protect me from the rain. No, not at all. But yeah, that's that is who I am. Yeah, right. Huh. So two two people with two similar podcasts singing together. But that's the beauty of it. I, most of my guests, I find them through the internet, Reddit or Twitter or mm -hmm. I was gonna say MySpace. MySpace, I don't think it works anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> well, just... um, I think the elder. Uh, I think that's where the elders live. I don't know. Yes, you, yes. The, the internet elders. No, I thought it was Facebook. I thought Facebook was that. That's the new uh, hangout spot. But I'm not here to discriminate. People can use the platform <laughs> yeah. they want. Yeah. If you want to use Facebook, AOL, you want to use no internet, hey, that's you. you. You do you. But yeah, like Dennis said, it's amazing that we got to connect. And here we are now. And I'm a guest on his podcast. So I'm always nervous, but I'm ready. I love these kind of things. I'm nervous too, uh, but <laughs> but in a in a passive aggressive way. <laughs> oh, passive aggressive. Okay, I'll be on my best behavior to not make you angry. Nah, <laughs> uh, nah. I sometimes get angry and anxious at the same time. You know, the brain chemistry sometimes uh, messes messes up my emotions. But you said that you really enjoy podcasting. So, how did you start a project uh, in the first place? Uh, the time for a hobby. No, so I started my podcast back in September 2018. Mm -hmm. And to give a little backstory, I used to produce audio for music. So I produced mm -hmm. music, I was a rapper, and I've always been interested in audio production. And people have said, Alex, you have a radio voice. Why don't you go into radio? And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'd like to, but I don't know what I would like to talk about. Mm -hmm. So then I got into, well, I was talking to a friend and she said, hey, I'm starting a podcast. And I said, well, you know what? I have all the equipment. Why not just start a podcast? And yes. when it came to choosing the topic, I honestly just thought hobby. Like, cool. Right. I didn't yeah. second guess it. It's just hobby. And yeah, ever since then, I'm I've currently recorded 173 mm -hmm. interviews, but I've released right. 159. I'm recording ahead of schedule. All right. But yeah, I've released every week, and I'm mm -hmm. loving it. I meet amazing people like mm -hmm. your amazing host on this podcast. <laughs> mm -hmm. so i don't know like why why radio stations different than podcaster right is so there is there any difference from these two so I'm, I'm not an expert in radio but i would say radio is more live and sometimes uh, you can technically do a podcast live and play it on the airwaves so whether it's fm or am radio you can just mm -hmm. do some ham radio make it your own style so, um I guess podcast is more around the idea of recording it mm -hmm. and people can listen to it whenever they want. Kind of like the whole principle of, let's say, right. Netflix today, where in the past, if you wanted to watch a specific TV show, you had to be in front of the TV at this specific time to watch your TV show at that specific time. But today you can watch your favorite TV show at 2.30 in the morning. 
and then yeah. you don't have to worry about being yeah, definitely. by street. So that's I guess that's the difference between podcasts. Definitely Netflix is a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. And podcasting is getting more and more popular. And I mm. love seeing people getting into it. So when you said yeah. you have a podcast about hobbies, I didn't see you as an enemy. I saw you as like cool, somebody else who gets to interview other people. Oh, glad to hear that. Yeah, I love it because I will never be able to reach everybody. That's a fact. Mm. The fact that you're picking up the same topic, you're going to reach people that I'm not going to be able to reach. So right. it is wonderful. I do appreciate it. Mm. Even though I, I was low-key anxious about seeing you, but uh, I guess I guess things could be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I have a very scary-looking face. So. This is only audio, so people won't see my face, but just picture a scary face, and that's me. Uh, but no, no, I try to make this a very welcoming environment. Oh, I'm thanks. open to everything. So if you have any questions, like deep questions, ask me. I'm ready. If I All have right. any deep questions to ask you, you tell me, Alex, no, don't ask that. And I'll be like, okay. Mm. So like, um, how has the, like, the podcasting journey led you to where you are now? So the podcasting journey has definitely made my life more satisfying not satisfying but i was more happy with it i wasn't upset without it but mm -hmm. it made me more happy it allowed me to connect with people that i would have never connected with before mm -hmm. so talking to people such as yourself if i didn't, didn't have my podcast this would have never happened and mm -hmm. for a lot of my guests or people listening they listen to my podcast to either help them find a new hobby I've had people who listen to it when they're going through depression mm -hmm. to find uh, something happy to do. I had one person who was able to get a job through my podcast because somebody else listened to it and gave uh -huh. my guests a job. And then uh, I had one guest, I think I'm editing the episode right now, where she was seeing a therapist and her therapist was encouraging because she was listening to my podcast and the therapist said, why don't you be a guest? And she said, yeah. And she became a guest on my podcast and she loved it. So Oh. It's really, for me, my main goal for my podcast is to have people come on. I don't interview celebrities or anything like that. I My door is open for literally anyone. So if you have a hobby and yeah. I'd love to come and share it, it's an open door. And people can use a fake name. They could be like, my name is Gorilla Glue. <laughs> Gorilla Glue. Gorilla uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not bashing on it. it sounds kind of <laughs> legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah somebody yeah. named their child gorilla glue yeah <laughs> but yeah it's all about giving a platform to people to share their passion without judgment in a way in a way and to make it things even better what i tend to do is after i'm done editing the episode i always send it off to my guest so they mm -hmm. can listen to it and if there's any part they do not like we can change it remove it or i can if they say alex i hate the whole thing <laughs> delete it burn it off oh. your computer I'd be like, okay, cool. Because I had people who came on, they didn't like the sound of it and just removed it. It's no problem. Uh, as long as they're comfortable, that's my main goal. All right. So so can you tell a bit more about someone who got a job from hearing about your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So this was a girl, her name was Victoria. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what episode number it was, but it was the episode about being a Disney blogger. So blogging about Disney amusement parks and stuff. Oh God, that's super niche, but I love it. <laughs> so she was doing that. And then somebody listened to her episode and then got in contact with her. Mm -hmm. and she got a job for writing for a right. specific blog company. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, she, she told me about that. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I even had recently a guest, the episode's not out yet, but I had a guest mm-hmm. where he actually got in contact with one of my other guests and they became friends, really close friends. Oh, and they met God. through my podcast. So one was episode 86 yeah. about meditation. And the other one is episode 174. It's not out yet, but it's about uh, hiking. And they met up once from the US and she's in Canada. And they met each other. And now they're really good friends. Oh, yeah, that's the kind of butterfly effect I want to see. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, you're doing that right now. Like the more you do this, the more you interview other people, you, it will happen naturally. Mm-hmm. there isn't much anything interesting for time being but exactly like for me i'm not a super popular podcast i don't get thousands and thousands of listens per episode yeah. but i i wouldn't be like i get i get let's say maybe a thousand a month roughly more or less oh wow but when i started off i got like one or two <sighs> listens and i think those were me <laughs> i didn't get that many at the beginning but i've yeah. been doing it for three years yeah i'm, I'm not here to teach everybody has a different path and when it comes to it uh, yeah. some people are more active on social media some people have different types of guests it mm-hmm. really depends on mm-hmm. where you're active and what you share with then if yeah. you're doing it for yourself hey that's the best part all right so yeah definitely definitely it's something that i can hope for um mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, so like, let's get more into like the um, the craft of making a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Let's and um, so, do you think that a recording studio like you is necessary? No, no, absolutely not. A recording so, studio is um, not necessary. Mm, so, like, I'm kind of curious about like the about those styrofoam that you stick on the walls. Okay, so in my room, Dennis can see the um, I have foam. Uh, they're called this acoustic foam to kind of help reduce the reverb or the echo in the room. I don't have it because I usually have a bigger room. But when I started off, I only bought this two years after starting my podcast. Right. And it was just because of the way I I have figured out what works for me. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, depending on what you do, you can actually Mm -hmm. record with the exact, even better audio quality in your closet. Yeah. If you go in your closet with your clothes, your clothes will absorb the sound. Yeah, definitely. I I remember when I was a kid. I because uh because I have a small I had a small stature back then, so I could crawl into the wardrobe quite easily. And my God, it's really it's really zen in there. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's your own space. You could be comfortable. Uh, in. If only that's my space. Intended. Intended. <laughs> the different kind of my space. Yes. <laughs> But yeah. like, yeah, like, honestly, you can have better audio quality than me by recording in your closet. And there's a few tricks you can do to actually make your audio quality better. Mm-hmm. One is very simple. It's where mm-hmm. before you do the interview, actually record around 10 seconds of silence. What this does, it actually captures the noise in the room. So later on, when you're editing, you could just use that noise and apply it to everything to remove that scene. But I, I, I actually made on my Twitter page, I have a link there for podcasters. So I'm going to send it to you, man, after this, so you can see it and you can know how to do things. And a lot of it is free. And so it can maybe help improve your podcast. Mm-hmm. Would you interview your mom? <laughs> nope. She doesn't speak a word of English. So I, I get it. Uh, I guess have a multilingual podcast. 
Boom. Um, consider, I'm, I'm planning to make a podcast in Viet, uh, the, uh, the hobby is uh, in the Vietnamese version. Mm-hmm. So yeah, stay, stay tuned. But for right now, uh, I'm just going to stick with English instead. Yeah. You know what? You're dipping your feet in the water, seeing what the temperature is. And if yep. it works out, you can, you'll be like two podcasts, one in English, one in Vietnamese, and then boom, you have two sets of listeners. Or maybe they'll intertwine. Some people who are yeah. listening to your English podcast be like, cool. Yeah, they'd be like, I would love to know the Vietnamese style of this podcast, or I'd like to know how hobbies are in Vietnam. Yeah, and, um, and my friends, uh, you, my friends even told me to make one in Cantonese too. Because I speak, so you have three languages. Um, technically, four or five, depending on how you see, uh, how you measure fluency. I I also speak French. Okay. No, technically, I listen. Uh, I listen to French for better than I speak it. So, okay. So remember at the beginning of the episode when I said if you can speak seventeen languages, you'll become my best friend. You you just said you spoke speak five languages. You're almost there, man. You're almost there. But hey, we can even do this in French because French is my first language. Technically, I guess it's French to my mother, English. Oh my god! So that qualifies you as a Canadian, right? Yes, exactly. I am the stereotypical Canadian. No, I'm speaking French and English. I live in an igloo. I eat maple syrup and I have a pet moose. Oh, yeah, we had moose, but technically you cannot pet them, right? Uh... No, I would be, I would be the moose's pet. The, the moose would not be my pet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a Uno reverse card for you. Yeah, that's an Uno reverse card where it can kill me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's a good digression, though. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah. So, like, what do you think about like those um, about the microphones? Do they really like provide as much values as they advertise to be? Um, well, yes and no. It depends on what you're trying to achieve. So I don't know. If I have... So I people can't see it, but I am holding two microphones right now. The one that I'm speaking into. Mm-hmm. is a sure mv7 this is one i've done a lot of research and i'm like this is the one that works best for me. dynamic microphone which means it doesn't pick up the sound all the way around it won't pick up the sound in the back so if i let's say for example i start this is me right in front of it so it doesn't pick up as well the one i have in my hand is called a condenser microphone this one has a wider range and it will pick mm-hmm. up more sound so Usually a condenser microphone for a treated room, treated mm-hmm. meaning you have all the foam, all the, like a studio, like a professional studio, it will be clearer quality. You can even make a booth out of uh, moving blankets and PVC pipes. A dynamic, a dynamic microphone is more forgiving to noise in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm just snapping my fingers. It's more forgiving. So right. it's easier, usually easier for uh, podcasters. And another trick, it's pretty simple and it improves the quality for every any kind of microphone is mm-hmm. don't speak directly into the microphone speak right. on an angle because when you speak into the microphone like this you're sometimes you're plosive so a plosive is like the p- 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 the hard p's they really mm-hmm. pop in the microphone but when mm-hmm. you speak away from the microphone you can still hear the p's but it doesn't pop as hard beatboxer is gonna have a hard time that, you know exactly yeah and uh yeah and, and what i like about like the dynamic uh microphones is that they can install people in style yeah exactly it's just it's like you suck <laughs> kind of like a rapper like i gotta just take a breather 
and back and we can <laughs> come back yeah yeah like and um the condenser one well i technically have one in my in my closet mm-hmm. but it's not usable much to my chagrin yeah so for condenser microphones you either you kind of need something else called an audio interface or no it's audio. like a it's like adapter uh, a three millimeter millimeter adapter yeah that's the, the cable right with the three holes yeah there are three there are yeah. two holes one for the um the speaker one for the um no i guess one's for my the, the earphones that i'm wearing and the mm-hmm. uh, microphone also yeah um so if you want this microphone here the sure mb7 it's a little more pricey but there are some other ones that are similar this one mm-hmm. connects with a xlr cable to mm-hmm. an audio interface but there's also a usb but you uh, can't use it right yeah right now i cannot use it i'm planning to donate it <laughs> donate donate it to one of your listeners make it a giveaway so say well hey, technically yeah comment yeah somebody you can be like hey what did alex say at 30 minutes and two seconds first person to answer gets this cool microphone because like man i have so many other hobbies that, that i'm dying to talk to alex on on, on the future show right yeah you're more than welcome to come over yeah. come over well yeah be a little expensive but more than welcome to be a guest more than once in my, on my podcast yeah and um yeah so that stuff aside um about the editing software though um mm-hmm. which one do you use for zombie so I currently use Adobe Audition, but mm-hmm. I've, I've played around with a lot of different ones, uh, Audacity. I started off audio editing with a program called Cool Edit Pro, which yeah. I don't think exists anymore. There's also Reaper. That's a pretty decent one. There's, I use FL Studio for editing audio for like mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I use... Uh, Adobe auditions because there's some features in there that I find that's pretty helpful that works yeah. for me, but a lot of it can be done with free software such as Adobe uh, Audacity. Oh yeah. And once again, if anybody's interested, you can reach out to me. I have a bunch of tools and resources and I even have some tools to tell you how do I edit my podcast, which ended a lot of things in there. Like the best one, the best, um, how do I say this? The best setting or effect to use is probably mm-hmm. the first one which is noise reduction uh, which right. which helps reduce reduce the the noise in the room yeah uh it would dampen the noise uh, is that what you meant it kind of so basically how it works is that you would record 10 seconds of silence so mm-hmm. you and your guests just be quiet so like one two three silent and then after those 10 seconds, you can do your normal podcast. And when you go back to editing, you mm. would highlight that section that is quiet. And then it would say capture noise. So that's just capturing that area. And then you would highlight your whole interview. All right. And then you go into noise reduction and just click apply. And then it will reduce that in the background. But what's also pretty cool about it, it removes some of the echo in the room echo echo yeah so some of that so it's a really simple tool but it works pretty well mm-hmm. you get your bang for a buck though mm. yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah. Th- that once again that that setting can be found on pretty much every single daw which is the audio digital audio workstation so 
Audacity has it as well. Mm, so like my beef with Audacity is that uh, you need to like convert um, your MP4 files to like FFmpegs, which can take uh, a whale's amount of time. And uh, yeah. and that aside though, um, I also have a lot of like trouble like mixing music and uh, to get and and other stuff into it together. So yeah, I mm -hmm. guess I'm a noob. Uh, you can say that, but um, nothing wrong with that. But that's that. I, I don't know. Like the complexity of it just it kind of repulses me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty complex because when you look at it, it's there's so many settings and you don't know what you're looking at and yeah. you can click everything and then you have horrible audio at one point you, you really have to for me i love this kind of stuff so it's a lot of trial and error and mm. i'm the type of person when i'm editing a podcast i hear a little thing and I'm like does that sound okay does that sound okay mm. and i show it to my wife she's like there's nothing alex it's normal no i'm like no no do you hear that do you hear that little thing she's like i hear nothing but well, that's that, just me man you're being too sensitive though <laughs> exactly i'm too sensitive i'm a or, perfectionist sometimes when it comes to the audio aspect yeah yeah or is it that you have like supernatural hearing ability i don't know um yeah well not supernatural hearing ability but i'm pretty good with audio until i go deaf then i'm not too good with audio but oh. usually i'm pretty good at identifying what sounds good what doesn't sound good uh, what music as well i can't read music but i am pretty good at finding tones and creating melodies so mm -hmm. i play piano with two fingers that's it <laughs> why not 10 fingers though uh, that's too complex for me i can only master two fingers at a time oh <laughs> well what is it like typing on a keyboard oh typing on a keyboard i can do 10 fingers but making music i i need time to process like okay this note sounds like that hmm okay what if i mix it with this note hmm Okay, mm. both of them oh no idea oh yeah i know that song <laughs> yeah. twinkle twinkle little star and you twinkle all the way to fame <laughs> yeah exactly on that yeah. one song yep and um yeah so like um what do you think about adobe edition uh people uh people are all around the internet says that that's pretty dope and uh because it's from Adobe, so they kind of have this kind of like uh, a bias for it. But I don't know so, if it's true, but is it? No, so it's not true for the simple reason that it doesn't matter what tool you have, it's mm -hmm. how you use it. Mm -hmm. Somebody can spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars and buy the most expensive tool, mm -hmm. let's say, the, I don't know, anything that's super expensive, but if they don't know how to use it correctly, it's useless. You, a lot of people can use Audacity, which is free, and figure mm -hmm. out the settings and edit everything in a specific way, and it will sound better mm -hmm. than uh, Adobe Audition. It really depends on how you use what you have. Mm -hmm. So, like, you kind of need some, like, audio engineering skills. It doesn't matter which software you use, right? Yeah, but audio sorry, audio engineering skills isn't something you're just born with. It, it takes time. You practice. You make mistakes. I've made many mistakes with editing audio. And I'm not an audio engineer, but I'm slowly learning more and more about it. And it, I do it to... And here's the other thing, too. When it comes to audio editing, you <laughs> will notice somebody will always say, well, you should have done it like this. Everybody will have a different opinion 
mm-hmm. what they think is a great audio sounding podcast. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to please everybody. That's, mm-hmm. that's unfortunately the truth. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And um, yeah, so like, um, since you're on the podcast for like three years now, um, tell me more about your, your guests. Wow. Who are the best, who are the best ones that you've met and who are the worst? Um, well, they're all pretty awesome. I sound pretty, Jesus. very neutral when I say that, but they're, they're, they all offer something different. Some guests, I don't necessarily agree with all their opinions, but it's not my hobby. It's their hobby. I have to keep an open mind. And they come on and they share it. So I'm just super curious about to learn more about them. I've had some guests who yeah. get very emotional because it was touching deep and it's good. Mm-hmm. And some that are very uh, logical and that's mm-hmm. cool too. Everybody mm-hmm. has their own perspective. The one thing I try to avoid in my podcast is conversations about turning your uh, hobby into a career. My podcast focuses solely on the hobby itself and the person behind it. So it doesn't focus on how to make a lot of money out of your hobby or how to turn your hobby into a career. It's mostly, hey, this is your hobby. You like collecting coins? Cool. Let's talk about that. What coins do you have? How big is your collection? Did you ever find this specific coin? So it's mostly about the individual themselves. And I like to believe I've built a pretty good relationship with 170 plus people. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's really cool in a way uh, because like Daniel, only going to focus on what, what they do and mm-hmm. not not how much they earn from it and yeah that's absolutely not yeah and uh, yeah i think like the, the, the money element just deviates i'd like to believe i've built a pretty good relationship with 170 plus people <laughs> yeah and uh, it's really cool in a way uh, because you're, like then you're only going to focus on what, what they do and mm-hmm. not not how much they earn from it and yeah that's absolutely not yeah and uh, yeah i think like that the, the money element just deviates from this um it's just really a something that kind of like uh, defeats the purpose of a hobby in the first place uh, if we if we were to be hot well uh, judging from the standpoint of uh, a hobby hobbyist purist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also i have an objective i have on my website where i put a world map of mm-hmm. all my guests from around the world. So right now, mm-hmm. I have a total of 26 countries for my podcast. Oh, cool. So if you go on the world map, you could see, oh, like, cool. I have one from Vietnam. So let's say, oh, Vietnam, what's her hobby? Her hobby is cooking. Cool. I have one from mm-hmm. Russia. What's his hobby? Oh, his hobby is translating Russian songs to English and English songs to Russian. Cool. Mm. Yep. Nothing, nothing strange about that, but <laughs> nice one nice ones and uh, yeah so like who are the so hmm yeah it really got me thinking about like the the the, the career aspect of the hobby mm-hmm. um i've heard countless stories of people turning um their um their career turning their hobbies into careers um we've seen so much of them already but it's well, do you think that once we turn them all into careers, uh, would it be any less interesting or, or fulfilling? Mm-hmm. I would say no, it could still be very fulfilling, but it goes down to the element of being called a hobby at that point. It's your career. Mm-hmm. And you, that's a really interesting question. I, hmm, thank you for asking that. 
Hmm. I would say no. yes, Welcome. it can still be very fulfilling, but at the same time, for for example, once you turn your passion, your de-stressor. So, for example, for you, your hobby, let's say it's uh, podcasting. If you were to turn that into a career, and that was your source of relaxation after a long day of work, if now that is your source of work and you get stressed from it, then it can be pretty stressful afterwards. You want to come home from your work as a podcaster to do a podcast because you want to try to step away from that. It's your de-stressor becoming your stressor. So I would say it's it can be satisfying, but it can be more stressful because it becomes your passion. Your passion mm-hmm. becomes your career and you kind of lose that one thing that de-stressed you unless you find something else. Yeah, I think the stress really comes from the expectations, really. Yeah. Um, not only you, not only it is you that expect you, yourself to do more. Um, the the listeners, uh, the customers are gonna like do their part, in expecting you as well. Yeah. Yep, you have to do things at a certain time, certain quality, mm-hmm. and a hobby is usually made for you and you only. Do something that you love, and mm-hmm. who cares what the world thinks about it? Because it's your hobby. You're doing it. If you want to collect rocks, cool, do it. It makes you happy, cool do it more power to you yeah so like um i think that like uh i think that we discovered i was i think that i discovered that uh um, two of us have like have a lot of hobbies throughout their lives uh, uh people say it is uh it is not wise to do so it's not wise to have like many hobbies at the same time um and it's definitely not it's definitely invalidating and insulting when people call you space cadet and um, and a Peter Pan, like because like they, because in my society though people tend to look down on you for for not being able to make a name make a name in something. There's mm-hmm. a constant pressure to monetize your hobby. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it's definitely pretty time. tough on me. But I think. So do you think that uh, like as multi-hobbyists, is there something rewarding about being one? Yeah, you get to be happy. You get to do what you love. Mm. And yeah, besides that, though. Besides uh, that? Yeah. Um, well, we live in a world where we are pushed constantly to be working 24 hours a day. If that's what they would want. Working mm. for jobs that nobody really wants to work for. Unfortunately, a lot of jobs. And one thing I hate is when people say, if you're not making money from your hobby, then you're wasting your time or hobbies are a waste of time. That when people say that it sets off an alarm in my head saying that you have insecurities and you're projecting your insecurities on other people. If Uh, a person would like to go walking as their hobby, why are you projecting your insecurities on other people saying, mm-hmm. hey, they're doing this for themselves. It's kind of like a perfect example is like gyms, for example. Mm-hmm. If you look people, some people who are overweight go to the mm-hmm. gym. They're going to the gym to better themselves. Mm-hmm. They should not be faced with people criticizing them to mm-hmm. try to improve their physical health. It's counterproductive right. for... So, uh, yeah, honestly, hobbies, the main priority for hobbies is doing it for something, doing something you, sorry, doing something that makes you happy. That's the bottom line of what hobbies are. People don't pick up hobbies they hate. <laughs> if you don't like surfing, you're not going to pick up surfing as a hobby. You're going to pick up something you're interested in. Yeah. Or you're curious about something, you're going to pick it up. Maybe you don't like it. 
they're going to pick up something else. And like you're saying, space cadet. Once again, these are people who are projecting their insecurities on other people. Yeah. Maybe they don't have hobbies. Maybe they, they're just jealous that you have so many and you'd like to try something different. There's a saying, there's a common saying or an expression, I can't remember specifically, but it goes something along, um, jack of all trades, master of none. And then the opposite is, I got to look it up, but it's something, jack of all trades, master of master none. Master of none, okay. but better there than. Better than master of, uh, sorry. No, yeah, it's something. Better than master of one, yeah. There it is, that's it. Thank you. you. You just finished my sentence. Yes. Uh, so, I think it comes from David Epstein's book. I don't know if I, 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 don't know if I uh, said the name right, but I think it is the dude uh, who wrote the book about like specialist and generalist debate. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he also uh, went on to TED Talks and talk about his book and his ideology uh, uh, about his... Um, about his stance on the, the generalist and the specialist economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you should check him out. And he made a pretty good argument about like why um, generalists tend to like delay their specialization until, until they feel like, oh, they're good enough to like, mm-hmm. good until they like, uh, one day they feel like they want to settle one thing. And well, that's like the beauty the of that. Of, it's like food, for example. Yeah. You're allowed to eat different types of food. You're, you're not restricted to just eat one food. Let's say, I don't know, bread, for example. If you, you can't eat bread for the rest of your life and have a healthy life, you got to diversify. You got to eat some vegetables. You got to eat some fruits, some uh, other types of nutritious elements to help mm-hmm. the body grow. So hobbies are like food. You're allowed to try different things. Yeah, yeah. If you want to just eat bread for one life for the rest of your life, yeah. hey, that's on you. But it's okay to look into other things, expand your appetite, expand your menu. <laughs> yeah, and your your perspective grows well. Grows well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, and I think that I could put the debate to rest um, <laughs> gladly. And uh, what would you say that it is, was the best? No, I'm not going to ask about the best part again. It's already cliche already, but. Uh, don't worry. I asked that question about my po- in my podcast, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so. So do you know, besides the hobbyist though, do you know of any other podcast who, uh, who does the same thing as we do? Like. So I, when I first started, I knew there was a few that did it, but I don't think they made it past 20 episodes. So as of now, I, you're the, the newest person I know. I don't know many other people who do it. And I've been active in the community pretty in the last few years. Not a lot of people. We're a rare breed, though. <laughs> we're a rare breed indeed. There was one podcast that started doing podcasts, or not podcasts, hobbies to career. Mm. Eh, not my style but you know what they, they did what they did that's their thing but not my mm. style but other yeah. than that you know it's a really really rare topic but that means you have the opportunity to reach a lot of different people because it's relatable you can mm. reach out so one thing to keep in mind at least i keep it in mind for me mm. is that not every episode will satisfy everybody 
Mm-hmm. You might like the episode about walking, but you might not like the episode about uh, collecting points, for example. Mm-hmm. That's, maybe that's not what you're interested in. So, but mm-hmm. what I do encourage, if you do listen to it, you will learn about it and it will probably get rid of some misconceptions. Mm-hmm. So I had a guest or somebody who listened to, who didn't listen to my um, pole dancing episode because <sighs> they thought it was about strippers. And oh, I said, no. no, no, she's actually a doctor. She's a doctor. She does this as a hobby. It's her thing. It's her exercise. And he's like, oh, really? Cool. So he started listening to it. And then he learned a lot more. And he has a newfound appreciation for pole dancing. Pole dancing. As an actual All right. Exercise. So speaking of pole dancing, which, mm-hmm. um, which hobby, um, do you, in your opinion, is the most unusual um, among the guests that you've ever talked to? It's an I wouldn't use the word unusual. I would use probably unique. Unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to say that word. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry I'm, for I'm, sorry for the offense. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know because unusual could have been good as well. Um, so I had a guest, I bring this up multiple times, but I had a guest who he's from North Macedonia or Republic of North Macedonia. Uh Firearm. for short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his hobby is playing board games but he's blind but oh. as he was going blind so he was he was progressively going uh, going blind in oh, his no. 20s and he was a software engineer so he helped develop an app for himself to play his favorite board game which was secret hitler which is a detective game so oh. he helped develop you know, like an application to read the cards so he can still play his favorite board game as he lost his vision so that one was one that stuck to me because even in a life-changing event, losing your vision is pretty big, especially later on. Yeah, it's life-changing. Life-changing. life-changing in your 20s, losing your vision, you're still pretty young. And it's a life-changing thing. It could it can be a pretty depressing and dark moment in your life. Yeah. But this individual thought, you know what? While I still have my vision, I'm going to do something so I can still enjoy the things I had when I had my vision. So he developed this app. And he also has a podcast as well. So... Yeah. Uh, in Macedonian? Yeah, so you know it's in English. So his podcast is all about board games for the visually impaired. So he tries to promote oh. it. Oh. So that, that's one that stuck to me. And I kind of like and that really inspires. Really, it inspires because people pick up their hobby to make their lives better. They mm-hmm. do it to try to find happiness. And this individual, uh, I have to give a shout out to Urtai. Urtai, I always look up to you whenever I think of like inspirational hobbies. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so inspiring to hear. And uh, how has this game been doing so far? So yeah, he's been doing it. He still plays a lot of uh, Secret Hitler. It's the game. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he still does his podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's pretty cool. I really have to do say that. Yeah. That does not sound like a proper sentence. I really have to say that. There you go. <laughs> oh. All right. So... Um... So what do you think is the most difficult part in like promoting your podcast? So this I cannot relate. Where, I can yeah, relate so this is the thing where I'm still learning. It's just being active on social media. The amount of activity you have to do to just get your name out there is so mm. much. I, yeah. So for me, I don't have as much time because I, I work during the day, come home, um, take care of my son and then when he's sleeping like right now 
this mm-hmm. is my free time so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's really being active so you've got I'd, I'd say if you're looking for guests reddit reddit has a lot of people who would love to come on yeah so there's a hobby subreddit go look go look on there and say hey i or just look at people there's like people will share their hobby they'd be like hey i just created this animal today out of uh i know cotton this is my hobby and you can go hey would you like to be on my podcast to talk about your hobby and people Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like yeah i'd love to Mm -hmm. um also twitter is a big one as well just being active on twitter finding other podcasters joining those podcast communities and just talk just have a conversation you see something Mm -hmm. interesting about podcasting um talk about it and uh, like um i think this one's pretty interesting like what do you think is the like the biggest misconception about like us podcasters um yeah biggest misconception um maybe that it's all white guys as podcasters oh yeah it's it's that is all white guys there's a lot and the only issue is that they're putting a lot of focus on them but uh, so we're both we're both minorities and uh, well pocs of, yeah we're pocs exactly so the idea that there's more out there than just a bunch of white guys no no offense to white guys <laughs> just no offense a bunch of white guys to, uh, all together in a room is uh yeah true that's the stereotypical part of like uh, the podcast Uh, yeah i can i can definitely uh get i can definitely get you um it's like a round table of white people uh with their mics and and laptops yeah Yeah. Yeah. and yeah i can definitely picture that i see it i I see it on promotions all the time but the thing is like i was saying there's so many other types of podcasters out there. There's mm-hmm. some people from all around the world. And the podcast is not just in the U.S. It's mm-hmm. around the world. There's amazing podcasters like yeah. this podcaster right here on this podcast, the host of mm-hmm. this podcast, Dennis. He is calling from Vietnam. So or I'm calling from Canada. So we're doing an international interview. And he's doing a fantastic job. I just have to give you a shout out. And podcasting is... Flattered, man. But it's, it's not just for the wealthy or the specific type of race of people doing it in their mid thirties. It's, it's a platform. Yes, and uh, I think I could think of another misconception. Um, podcast is all about garage talk. Mm. Uh, and pretty open, yeah. It's not true. Like you can think of any topic that you can ever imagine on, mm-hmm. on the, on, on the, well, well, how do I say it? Like you can like pick up any topic that you can imagine, like hobbies. Yeah, like hobbies and and board, even board hyper specific topics such as uh, cups, res- wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah, I, I, about, like, wrestling yeah, yeah. I've seen a show games. where retired WWE wrestlers uh, talk about their days in the ring. Oh yeah, there's a lot of different. You can talk about uh, different types of yo-yos. You say, well, this yo-yo here is used for this. Oh, uh, yeah, yo-yo. History. Yeah, so yo- it really depends yeah, on what yeah. you want to do. You could do any topic, and there uh, is a niche community. Another misconception, yeah. I guess, for podcasters is that you don't have to touch every topic. So mm-hmm. having a talk like a podcast, I'm not bashing people who do do it, but you don't have to have a podcast that is political, economical, social, pop culture, and all that. 
if you narrow down to like one specific topic, mm-hmm. hobbies, for example, or a specific TV show, or talk about even you can even do a short series of podcasts, talk about, let's say, a revolution that's happening in a certain country or anything at all. The more specific you are, the more niche of a community you will have yeah. and um, build on that. What's interesting to me that is that I've um is that one one artist that I really look up to um she made a memoir in a podcast form mm. yeah, so like each episode she's gonna talk about her journey to making this album that album and it's sort of like an audio memoir mm-hmm. yeah I'm guessing for you that's something you're interested in right well I, I tend to uh I tend to write I, I'm not a big fan of memoirs, though, but I definitely find it very intriguing. And that's the beauty of it. There's a, pretty much nowadays a podcast about everything. You just got to find that topic. Mm-hmm. So once again, it's one of those things. You just got to figure out what suits floats your boat and then mm-hmm. uh, find a topic that works for that. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so like, I think I've ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did a fantastic I, job with your questions. Yeah, you I think went, yeah, I think my brain went dry after that. <laughs> <laughs> huh, so, um, anyways, so thanks for like coming to to my show. Um, even though it's pretty late in in where we live, I uh, sleep at two a.m. This is fine. This is normal. But I do have to thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's uh, been a long time since I've been on somebody's podcast, and you've been a wonderful host. Ah, uh, thanks, thanks a lot, though. Definitely flattered. And 